recording the day after Christmas. We hope everyone had an amazing time celebrating with friends and family. Brian and I are actually on our way to San Francisco as we speak. It is our 10-year wedding anniversary, so we are blessed enough to leave our three boys with Brian's parents to spend some quality time alone together. And um, so with quality time alone together, we are now recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So every conversation that I have with Brian is about the business. I don't know I don't know if you guys are married and if you are also running into the same problem of being able to disconnect once your office is closed. My office is currently closed for two weeks, but of course that doesn't stop my head. And, um, and since Brian is a partner in his organization, which is much larger than Smiling Company, I was just asking him, like picking his brain about certain systems and all the things that they're doing for, for their practices. Um, so what I had just brought up was my, I, had a, I had a lunch date with one of my girlfriends a couple weeks ago. And my girlfriend is killing it. She practices. Her and her husband actually practice 20 minutes away from me. And um, it was nice to connect with her because she, a few years ago, her and her husband were running a very small private practice he was working four days a week and she was working two days a week and um, they have three kids as well so um, they at that at that time they had five employees not including themselves and um, and currently they are like crushing it they have 31 employees they have four or five associate associate docs they have four hygienists and um just a ton a ton a ton of of employees and when i was asking her what what she attributed to that growth she was talking about a consultancy and i won't mention the consultancy by name Uh, i don't think it's important but what she did talk about was how when they introduced this consultant to their practice everything became so systematized and you hear that term thrown out everywhere like everybody knows that you're supposed to have a systematized is it systematized systemized whatever it's (laughs) you're supposed to have many systems in place when you have a business of any kind Um, you need checks and balances and I with Smiling Co we're two years in we're still very much fine-tuning or even developing a lot of those systems and um, I'd love to just share with you what we're working on while we're doing it because just throwing out the term system without actually telling you what we're doing I think is is not going to be very helpful so um, some background I was just telling Brian like I um, what my friend and I were discussing was checking day sheets checking that you set complete all of the different procedures making sure that you are really monitoring 
everything that happens on the daily and not waiting for the week or even the end of the month to look at things. And um, currently, like when I was talk- telling Brian this, he's having the same difficulties with his own practices. And um, Brian, can you give us some information about what your group practice looks like right now? So what my practice looks like in terms of what we were talking about or just at large? At, at large, okay. at large, but also what we were talking about. So we have four locations. Uh, I'm a pain management physician with my primary specialty being physical medicine rehabilitation. So there are seven physicians, uh, five of whom are interventional docs. Uh, and then we also have nine mid-level providers. Uh, so nurse practitioners or physician's assistants, which probably correlate a little bit close to like a dental hygienist for this uh, population. Uh, um, and so we have uh, four locations. We probably see 1,100 patients a week um, through many different forms of payment from workers' compensation to um, private pay uh, to Medicare uh, and government programs. Uh, so it's a lot of things. And one of the, the ones, the things that Ashley was specifically talking about was the dollars and cents of it. And, you know, talking about copay logs or, or how deposits get made and, you know, when checks come in from uh, insurances, how that all happens. Um, and, you know, we're, we're a large uh, business, right? Like, I mean, we're... For frame of reference, we're a eight-figure uh, revenue practice, so it's there's a lot, and obviously there's two partners, myself and um, and and my partner, and we aren't necessarily involved in every single penny being uh, counted and and accounted for and signing every single check and taking it to the office, um, and that's kind of just by a factor of the size of our practice if we did all of that it'd be very hard for the two of us to see patients and to do what we do uh, for actually you know building the practice and doing that so it's uh, you know I think it's a a challenging uh, question as far as making sure that things are in place the right way that you know nobody's you know taking advantage of you or you're not not doing things correctly checks aren't getting deposited correctly nobody's you know embezzlement obviously being the thing that everybody's going to be afraid of um, and I, you know, I, I don't know that I have a, a great answer for this, but we were just kind of talking through it and thought it might be kind of interesting to share. Um, and then we got onto this topic of the consultant and, you know, I think, I think consultants are, are, can be great, right? I mean, everybody's going to have a different experience and with the same consultant, one practice or one, um, t- you know, personality of owner can do really well and one might not do as well because I think everybody meshes differently and everybody has different philosophies and goals and everything along those lines. So what, there is no one-size-fits-all consultancy. There is no one-size-fits-all methodology. Um, and I think that kind of also plays into, you know, Ash was talking about this in regards to her, like, you know, not necessarily being as completely systematized as possible. But you guys have gotten to know her personality quite a bit uh, over these past couple of years. Like that's not really her and that's not really something that would drive her happiness either. You know, being somebody that has to, you know, sit there and dot every I and cross every T. Um, and, and I get it. Yes. As business owners, we have to be accountable um, and we have to understand the things that are going on. You should be able to do everything in your practice, but I also believe uh, that you should hire somebody that's better at each individual thing, right? Nobody can do everything as well as you can do it, most likely. 
Uh, but you have to be able to delegate and you'll likely find somebody that's a little bit better at dotting I's and crossing T's or somebody that's a little bit better at this type of thing, right? And that's, but the fact that you understand it enough that nobody can kind of, you know, run ragged and not really allow you to into that world so that if they left that it completely destroyed you, I think is the goal. So every conversation with Brian is basically Brian telling me not to stress out about the minutia. That was a lot of words saying exactly that. Yes. So I stress out about things that I don't like to do, which unfortunately is the minutia. It's it's the day-to-day stuff of running a business. But I tell him like I I have to do this stuff. Like I have I have to know this because I am a business owner and we all I mean we're grown-ups, we're adults. We all have to do things that aren't always going to be something that we're in love with. When's the last time you balanced your checkbook? Uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> when's the last time we even looked at a statement yeah so literally probably a decade i know everyone financial planners out there are gasping um yeah right i mean but at some point what's the roi of happiness and can you know can you obviously you don't want to let things go crazy and you don't want anarchy where you know people are just doing whatever they want and people are you know you're very prone or open for something bad to happen to you or to things but at the same time like a perfect practice isn't a perfect practice isn't a perfect practice meaning like whatever you want isn't going to be something that somebody else wants and it's not going to be something that somebody else wants right like there there's a there's a practice that's right for everybody and some people are very detail oriented they like the systems really well uh really well they like the systems and that drives them to be able to create systems and do that and yes i know the counter to that what i'm saying is that creating systems creates freedom because you're able to step out and blah 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 um it's true right you should have processes in place but i'm I'm just talking about like how how much stress gets gets put on it like you know you've brought this up before like in the dental world not enough stress gets put on happiness Right? And everybody's perfect practice is going to be different. Not everybody wants to do big cosmetic cases. Not every like there. We know a lot of general dentists that just want to do the peds because playing with kids is fun to them, right? And not doing big procedures is fun to them. And then there's people that are the exact opposite. All they want to do is big procedures all day long. They don't want to talk to people. They don't want to create relationships. And so everybody's ideal is different. And so with happiness being talked about as the goal of creating a practice right which is the reason why most people want to own their own practice or own their own business is that control that ability to create their own happiness if you focus on that then yes of course you should have systems you should have policies in place and you should have the right protocols to do things because that does make a business function but at the same time the level to which you care about each one of those entities i think is going to be different based off of what your goals are well, my goal is is to not worry about about that stuff. But I have to get there first. And don't you have to set up the systems first? Well, you have systems, right? What, so 
I don't remember who said that this, but I remember hearing it somewhere. Whether you know it or not, you have systems, right? Just like whether you know it or not, you have a culture, and and there are systems in place. Whether they're the exact systems that you want is questionable. But at the same time, the level—I mean, the level of perfection that you require out of the systems—and I would argue for uh, a practice such as yours, which is so relationship-driven, which is so empathy-driven with towards your patients and towards your team, for that matter—that systems become harder when you allow emotions in. Right? Systems, by definition, are anti-emotion. Um, and so by, by having a practice that is very much that, like, yes, you should have systems and protocols and you guys do, right? Like people, you know, you guys have a flow as to when somebody comes in and how they're greeted and all that. Those are systems, right? Yeah. You, you, for each procedure you have, your assistants know exactly when and where to do it. Right? They know how to check people in and check people out. Those are all systems. And so I think, I think the problem, problem's the wrong word, but the, but the, the thing that is you, you know, especially with this, a lot of the people that you are surrounded by, you know, uh, DSI is a very system driven community. And some of those guys and, and ladies really, really are driven by system as the goal. And, and I get it, and I get it. And I understand that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that that shouldn't be the goal, but, but if that's, if the North star is systems, then there, there is going to be something that isn't the North star. Right. And if, but if your North star is whatever it is, what, uh, relationships or, you know, or this or that, like there are different things that are going to be a number one priority for each practice. And so, yes, you need a certain level of everything to be a successful practice, to be a successful business of any kind. But what, whatever you put as the most important is going to be different based off of what you're trying to build. Does that make sense? You look lost. No, I'm just. I'm just, I'm just I paying just, attention. I, I, I kind of did. <laughs> Michael, I, I get it now. I can't. No, well, I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking. Hold on, I was thinking that this would have been a really good drinking game. <laughs> For how many times the word systems got said without actually saying anything. So this is my pet peeve about listening to all the podcasts. We, they all mention systems and just like how Brian said systems a thousand times, there is actually no, there's no, we haven't talked about anything like concrete, nothing that's actually specific for you to put your finger on. So, okay, let, let, I'm just going to tell you specifics. So, I am stressed out because, like, let's say, no, not, I, I'm just going to tell it to you guys straight. I'm stressed out when I don't see that my report from DSI matches my report from the CPA. So, my CPA is also my bookkeeper, and I spend, I spend $500 a month um, for them to take care of everything because numbers are not my thing. I just want someone else smarter to like put it in a pretty package and just tell me where I am, where I fall in the benchmarks. And then DSI, so Dental Success Institute, I am also a member of that. That's Mark Costas' group. They will have 
also a monthly report that tells me my breakdown. And not once has that report matched the report with my accountant. And that drives me crazy because like, I, I still don't understand why, according to DSI, I should be having 55,000 more in my bank account than what my accountant is seeing. And both of them have access to my bank accounts. They have access, or not my bank accounts, they have access to my practice management software, and that is Open Dental. They have practice, they have access to my statements. Um, and it, so when I, when I, at the end of the day, like, yes, we are a very relationship driven practice. But what makes me happy is knowing that we are making an impact with patients, but we're also getting paid for that. And, and you know, my weaknesses are not checking everything every day. And that is, that is, that is where this conversation started because I know that that's my weakness. And I know that I need to make the time to go over the line items and what Brian says is well don't focus on that like who cares about who cares about the systems or like um, whatever uh, like overhead percentage you're trying to reach or where your um, your supplies are under this amount per month when at the end of the day you're creating impact so that's where Brian and I butt heads a lot. So it's I didn't say don't worry about it. It's it's don't don't drive yourself crazy about it, right? There's a difference. This is where I say that every practice is going to have a different level of of this. Yes, you need to pay attention to all of those things, right? You need to, as as a business owner, you need to know everything. How much you pay attention to each detail is going to vary based off of your personal goals, I think. Back to you. I I'm just trying to. So, you said that when we before I hit record, you said I have a lot of things to say about that. You should hit record. So basically, is that all you wanted to say about when I talked to you about my lunch date with Miriam? No, I mean part of it was the consultant, right? Like because you, you brought up some people hate them, some people love them, blah blah blah. Um, but I mean, but I think I think everybody's goals in practice are different, and and what and in terms of you know our friends that have done really really well with a consultant, I also think that they were going to do really really well regardless. I think the consultant might have helped them along the path to focus them just because it took a little bit of pressure off of them themselves. Could it you know I don't know how much they pay for a consult, but if you figure that some of the consultants we've seen are six figure annual. Uh, contracts, could you also have hired somebody to be that role and actually have them internal in your practice for that amount of money that can do the same thing? I, mean, I think that's also something that is, you know, a different conversation, right? I mean, these are things that we have conversation with, conversations with about on my practice is trying to figure out, okay, do we need an administrator? Do we need a, a consultant? Like, do we, like, can, should I, should I work a half day less and focus a little bit more on that stuff? Um, is it worth it even though I'm the most productive person in my practice? Like, you know, there are all of these different elements. And so, but, but yeah, I mean, if it, when go ahead, going back to the, you know, the, the bookkeeping, yes, I mean, you should know what's going on and you should have 
a good sense of the pulse of it, but I, I, I don't think that you should be to the point that you're getting gray hairs, losing sleep at night, and, you know, going, going wild over, you know, tenths of percentage points, um, when that's going to actually slow, you know, that lack of sleep and that, that extra stress is going to keep you from focusing on the bigger picture. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. And most of my sleep is lost, not because of the numbers. It's just because of HR issues that I had in the past, which if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go listen. That was really scary. Go listen. Go listen. Um, but this is just one of the many conversations that Brian and I have. Most likely all weekend long. We are also going to be talk, talking about the business. Even though we really should be talking about our relationship. Oh, okay. So let, let's, um, let's change course. I think it is um, for all of you guys who are married. Who have a spouse either working in your practice or not maybe not even that like how how has a startup affected your relationship I really want to know and um yeah we Brian and I I think we we definitely can it's it's an all-consuming issue not that I, I mean every date night we talk about something about my practice or his practice right yeah and I think that our practices are a large part of our lives. We also don't really have hobbies outside of our practices at this point of our career because I think we both really love what we're doing and we're really passionate about what we're building. And, and so I don't think that, you know, you know I, I don't know. I think maybe a, a part, of, part of this particular conversation goes into the whole idea of balance and you know people will talk about work-life balance and all of those things right but at this current stage of our life our balance is we have really big audacious goals and we're really focused on on doing that and then when we're not focused on that portion of it we are focused on our sons and I, I don't feel like there's a lot of time for much else besides that like I couldn't go golfing on a weekend because we don't have that doesn't fit into the schedule right I don't, we don't have other things that are driving us besides our boys and our our goals our our, our practices um or all of you know this group being you know part of what fits into your goals right and so i don't know i i i, I can see how a lot of people would judge that um but at the same time i mean this is this is where we are this is what we're doing and I don't think I think that we're both really happy with how much we are focused on on our goals, and so I I, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Basically, we have no lives. <laughs> um, we have no lives outside of our practices, guys, and we're really hoping <laughs> we're really hoping to get our our lives back. I mean, you say that, and that ma- makes it sound like we're not enjoying the process. Right, like hoping to get our lives back means that you wish that you were doing something else, and like blogging. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. For two and a half years, the conversation has been: if you're going to do this practice and you're going to do whatever comes with it, do it for your happiness. Right? We we are 
we are blessed. Like, I don't think that you have to do this if you don't want to. And we've talked about that before. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, right? Like, the, the whole goal is to do something that inspires you and that, that makes you happy. And if And that's why I think that we're both so focused on it because we are blessed. We don't have, you know, I don't feel like either one of us is necessarily trapped into a, a situation which means that we have options to do whatever we want to be doing. This just so happens to be what we want to be doing. So what what I want, what I want is, well, what I, I think I alluded a little bit of it. Um, I alluded to it last episode, but I started off working Saturdays and Fridays and nights, and now we don't work any weekends or Fridays unless it's like a huge case that I, I can't fit in. And, um, and we don't work nights. I don't work nights anymore. And, and now I really do want to examine all of our insurances that we're accepting and, and start weeding things out. Like I don't, I don't want to work harder anymore. Like it, it used to be in the beginning, let's just get open. Let's just get any patient through the door and regardless we're we're just we're just gonna need lots and lots of of butts in the seats and now we have an amazing patient base we have patients who have become our raving fans which has allowed us to grow with no marketing budget and now I just really I want to laser focus on doing bigger cases and working two days a week and getting another doctor in place so that they can do the bread and butter uh, dentistry because my neck hurts my back hurts Um, there was a period of time where I was just taking ibuprofen or excedrin migraine like almost every day and a lot of that I'm sure Brian is going to say is my poor dietary habits which I absolutely agree with that and my lack of getting physical activity which also another thing that we're going to be goal setting for 2020 speaking of which yeah okay no speaking of which I just listened to Rachel Hollis's um, podcast and it was re-released she talked about what she does every year about getting intentional for the upcoming year and I think that would be a fun episode to um to record just sitting down and really thinking about where I want 2020 to go and what I want it to look like who's been asking you that for the past two and a half years uh, maybe my husband Brian uh, I guess that sounds smart yeah. you should have him on your podcast yeah he, I know he's kind of invited himself onto every <laughs> single podcast sorry Michael Michael has now become the third wheel on his podcast Michael, we love you. We just can never find a time to connect. But Brian bought me the Start Today Journal last year for last Christmas present. That my gosh, that was my last year's Christmas present. Have you opened it? I opened it and wrote in the first two pages. But no, this year it's going to be, it's, it's a start, not of a new year, but a new decade. So that's like more motivation. Um, but I, feel, I feel like you're transitioning into another episode. Yeah. That, that we, we'll, uh, we should do something on this whole idea of goal setting and yeah. um, maybe uh, maybe on the drive back. 
Okay. Uh, on the drive back, we will talk about actually our weekend anniversary trip in San Francisco. Talk about all of our experiences and also goal setting and finding happiness and finding balance if it really does exist. Um, so stay tuned for next week's episode, guys. We hope everyone had an amazing Christmas and Happy New Year. And um, we are going to get Michael back on the podcast. We're going to go and um, we'll, we'll have a year in review at the same time that we do a goal setting. I think that sounds like an awesome episode. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, leave us a review. Five stars will make me so happy. Um, and... Um, give me a message on Instagram. Let me know what kind of systems you guys have in place. And um, yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode since apparently Brian is keeping me accountable. Deuces. <laughs> have an awesome weekend, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.